Yeah. This is View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast, available on viewfrom202.com and wherever you find podcasts. Check my style. Check, check, check it out. Check the style. Check, check, check it out. It's episode 135 of View from 202, an energy drink soccer show uh, subsidiary. subsidiary podcast. Uh, please forward all of your complaints um, to our parent company. donations all of your litigation litigation ex- especially and uh all your questions to energy drink soccer show on spotify all legal um responsibilities have been offloaded to a um ben mines stan no it's actually ben mines himself Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it it's works. Connecticut, so taxes don't work or anything, right? It's true. It's it's not quite Delaware, but it's almost there. Um, God, that's sad. Delaware is the Connecticut of, like, the, the Philadelphia <laughs> tri-state Of the mid-Atlantic. Area. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Lowest of the low. Um, it's Britt, Peaches, and Sam. A, uh, a lineup we're not going to hear for a while, but uh, how was your guys' day? Today? Yeah. Today was kind of long. Okay. Dude, we're back. We've been saved. We're back. Yes, it's Red Bull Global. Hold on, save it. We got we got other things. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. I woke be? up. I will say it's a good, it's a good place to start because I did wake up this morning, In the log morning? on, and was like, "Hot damn, we're back, baby." Mm. That's right. Rolf is saving us. He's he's going to release his full report. It. I am pro-life and i take no pleasure in reporting this but i sources tell me the death sentence is being considered for chris armis wow (laughs) you know (laughs) may have switched the order on that one but call me a skeptic but i think when it comes out anything important is going to be redacted anyway i don't know i we or never tweet it out we're jumping the the injury ralph ralph rognick is is coming uh but we also had a big win over rsl on the last weekend, hey, uh, if you believe, none of us went to. Um, <laughs> coincidence? Maybe probably, not. probably, probably. Not. But the um, and there's a bit of uh, some off-field kerfuffle with uh, the Montclair State University and uh, the U.S. Open Cup. But uh, where should we start? Oh, as well as international beef between Kamar Lawrence and Jamaica. I saw the post, his post about that. That's the extent yeah. of it, though. Leon Bailey also wrote about it. I think. Whoa, it's Whoa. very cryptic, though. Like, I kind of want like someone needs someone should be covering this or at least following up. What so? What's happening? Um, Kamar basically put an IG story out today that's saying that um, he's very mad that they're never prepared when they get called up to the Jamaican camp, um, and that you know, basically that there's woeful preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that in general, um, that federation has had issues before. Um, Cork was saying, who who notably used to work in in the front office at a lower division American um, soccer club, that there were there was a picture of the Jamaican national team, and all of the the people in the picture were laid out, and then a couple of them were quote unquote spiritual advisors. Wow. So. I don't know. It seems like there's yeah. a lot of mismanagement going on. That federation uh, bring Ka- uh, Kamar-, Kamar home. Look, with since Cork is going to be on this show up more often now, I think we should get up in front of it. Just name this this organization that he was in the front office of. Yes, Cork was the one who's responsible for selling the 
sponsorship to the Mitt Romney campaign on FC New York. Just putting that out there, you know. Oh, that's true. He doesn't even, he uses a pseudonym, so we're not even doxing him. It's true. No, he deserves to be doxed for this. It was his idea <laughs> to break federal election codes and probably also, you know, the uh, the cruel uh, sum MLS uh, grip on American soccer um, by, you know, just doing doing free speech, as it were, for that uh, classic hometown club, F- FC New York. But, um, well, thank you for the update on Kemmer's situation with Jamaica. I did not know more about, I did not know the details on that. I'm honestly surprised that that came out as, like, packaged as wow. it did. Let's get the game out of the way. Yeah. this is the most straightforward thing. So, we played RSL mm-hmm. on Saturday. Gonna be honest, you guys couldn't go. Mm-hmm. And I had no reason not to go. I had I had just left my job on Friday, so I'm like on weird early retirement right now for for a little bit. So every day was Saturday for me. I could have gone to this game, but we just you know, if you listen to last week's episode, you know, we were in a place, we we're in the zone. Are we still in the zone? We'll find out. But then we might not be in the zone anymore. Damn, it's the question. Look, <laughs> you can't just exit the zone after one week. All right, what deserves a deeper discussion that is coming. All right, don't get me riled up already. July 8th. We'll yeah. be talking about it when you're not even here. Of course you will. Because <laughs> um, the zone is, is durable. But um, so we were in the zone last week. And it was just kind of, and then the whole MSU broke, news broke. And everything was just kind of feeling gross. And I got I to gotta own up to it. I was like, look, looking at this travel time, if you guys aren't going, and I'm not even going to be like hanging out with people on the way there, like, Literally would have spent three hours on the train to get there to what I thought would be a, you know, game more similar to Montreal and Vancouver than the game that actually ended up happening. And I was like, you know what? I just, I'm sorry. I just can't. I just, I'm not interested right now. And Julian and I did something else. I can't remember what. Wow. um, It was a nice evening in but I, I did get owned pretty comprehensively you didn't even see if you could get the chance to kiss jesse marsh on the lips i know that was the thing jesse being in the house i i could not they panned to him like eight times i could not purchase enough um Members duct tape oh. in time to to be confident that i could secure him uh with the adequate amount that i had want to so I, you just I get like, some zip ties yeah, that's true. But you get on a you get on a list. I think if you buy too many zip ties nowadays, but you know, because you, you Lord knows you need a thousand zip ties. To well, I know a guy, Jesse Marsh. But um, so there we go. That's my mea culpa. I didn't go to the game, and uh, lo and behold, it was not like Vancouver or Montreal at all. We won fucking four zero. Peaches, I know from your pre-recording comments, in your opinion, this this looks like EDS. Mm. This look, go on. Is it EDS? I, I think so. I think it's it's the closest to, to the... I mean, obviously, the scoreline, 4-0, is a very 2018 scoreline. Is this the first time we've won by that much under Chris Armas? Maybe. Probably. Uh, Maybe. No. When, when's the last... Didn't we beat San Jose by a lot? Oh, yeah, but that's 4-1, right? Oh, San okay, Jose yeah. scored first. What about, that is funny what about, that it happened this year. Yeah, yeah. 4-1, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there anything last year? Everything... I think the biggest last year was... 2-0 under Armas. I mean, the most comprehensive victory really was really like the Atlanta one. Yeah. Where we won 2-0 and arguably could have been 3-0. We had the missed penalty. 
Um, but I think other than that, that was. I think. I mean, like, we beat Columbus three 0 at home in the playoffs as well. Well, that, that is the other big victory under. Yes, I think Chris Armas felt confident to play. Um, whatever the he thinks the high press is, but I do think that the players executed very much along the lines of the the philosophy that we're talking about. Finally, to some extent, yeah. Um, I think he felt particularly confident in executing it because Petke kind of just passed right into the press for some reason. But that is not to say that we didn't play um, really fast. We didn't play. We played very vertical. We um, we did, did play vertical. A lot of one-touch passing. Um, I mean, as per... To, to bring a pre-match comment, Sprit, I think you had some skepticism behind us playing EDS. That's true. So, all four goals go, come in the second half, though. So, I'm curious. At halftime, what was your thought? Did you think we were... Yes, it, I thought the first half was very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought the first half was arguably better, almost, in terms of um, the way that we played than the second half. Okay. But, obviously, game states and things change, so... Yeah, I mean, I think all I think what you're saying about verticality is right. I mean, like especially looking at the uh, all of the goals just came from like like yeah. Look at the passes like the that precipitate. I mean, on the first goal, you have Riza kind of staying stuck in a little bit and 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 recovering the ball and then sliding in a ball immediately to Mario, who um, I mean, Mario almost like body fakes or, or dummies it more than he even needs to, right? And then he puts in a great. Will Cross that goes in for the own goal. The second goal, of course, is or, or actually before this, I think, doesn't become a goal. But there's that great one touch on the run Kaku pass to Brian White that is that is mm. quite the highlight. Mm. Where you know it gets saved, and you know it's a decent shot by White, I guess. But the um, ball into space was just perfect. Yeah, and the way that Kaku, I mean, does he even pick up his head? I don't think he does. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but Kaku just the way that he. He immediately one times it in stride, uh, in the middle of the pitch is like much better. What we're but we're also for. both of the major times he found Royer. Well, yeah, the the, the um, early one. What do you mean by the two, these two major ones? What do you mean? Well, there was that in, early in addition. You're saying yeah, in addition to the oh, okay. Brian White chance, there was that first early uh, Daniel Royer chance where he just like literally like shoved the ball through. Like the traffic of three defenders right to Royer's foot into the mm-hmm. box, um, and then there's that obviously the goal. Yeah, the so, goal is another great one where where Kaka receives it, um, kind of in that same central doesn't position, look. doesn't look, and then uh, shoves it out to Royer, who then finishes from a nice angle. But like the angle with which that, the presence of mind to to put the ball there is just. Incredible. The technique that he put on that ball was just wild. Do you think Kaku was lacking that, you know, the last few games? Yeah, because he's been playing out wide. He's been playing as a yeah, winger. I think that's the thing. He hasn't been in that part of the pitch as much. He's been I putting mean, in crosses instead of putting in through balls. Yeah, and those, like, weird little Fabregas chips yeah. that drive me insane. Yeah. That give me flashbacks. But, um, I mean, like, part of this is probably, as you said, like, to the way RSL was playing us a little bit. They let kind of – they they allowed Kaku to, to – sit in that space kind of like on on top of the four CBs, which was, or the four defenders, the back line, which was naive on their part. Um, and then, you know, after those two goals, I think um, RSL kind of, it kind of reminds me of San Jose a little bit, mm-hmm. just in the way that they, they implode the, I mean, gosh, the, we are so all over them on Maria's goal. 
that mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard to even remember exactly what directly precipitated it, but it was just all over the place. And Marie was able to hit it with his left foot and squeeze it through. Off of two defenders. Great night for him. I mean, <laughs> it's like almost a shame that, like, I don't know how it should be counted, but Mario basically Forced, assists, like, assists the first goal, right? Yeah. Like the, and then scores the second one. He hits the post on another thing that he was offside on, but that would have been hell of a... Uh, emphatic finish. Omir had a hell of a game. Yeah, and that was quite the game for him. And the fourth goal, of course, is Omir, who looks amazing every minute he plays, who gets the ball slid in across to him from Ivan and uh, finishes pretty easily. I mean, honestly, I think to be, in my opinion, RSL is not playing Ivan as tight as they should be there. But, you know, it's a goal. Goal's a goal. Um, Really good. I think my caveat... To the EDS thing is that yes, I, th- I think it's pretty. It's obviously much the the best we've looked. I think all season. Is it because urgent? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I uh, mean, people were joking about it being an audition for Salzburg, but you know, maybe a little bit. I mean, that's of. the thing. I guess like this season compared to the last, it does seem like we get up or like our, our success really does depend on how much the guys get up for it. Like yeah. it's an like, we've ragged on Armis and Robles. Like just saying intensity is everything, but maybe it's a self fulfilling prophecy in a way, where it's like, yeah, it does it does seem like they got themselves up to kind of end up just doing something more like EDS, where the pressure on the backline was real and the the quickness and the verticality and transition I think was a little bit stronger as opposed to other games. Um, my caveat though is that it does it does seem like the the passes are longer, farther, farther. And and not just in the air, like on the ground, they're like they're they're farther and more stretched no, than I agree it was at some points last year. Especially where it seems to me we're doing more passes backwards, like it's like looking before the second goal in particular, which as we said is a great bit of transition play, great work from Kaku, great work from uh, I think like Riza and Adams as well to kind of just get it into in that great spot. But it looks visibly different to have the ball traveling so far across the midfield. Um, and I, it makes me wonder if, if maybe that'll get cut off or taken advantage of in a way that it didn't last year. I feel like in comparison to last year, Adams was always much more tight with the rest of the midfield. Mm. And, and we squeezed the field really tight, and everyone was always kind of like close to each other, but not static. I mean, you're just kind of talking about why we're doing that, I think. It's, it's that, um, I mean, like, I don't think it's necessarily just Tyler Adams as um, a a player. I think I think it's just that we're playing Sean D- Davis as a lone uh, defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. um, and so I think what happens is that we necessarily have to spread out a little bit just to make sure that we cover for um, kind of the breaks and, and stuff like that. Um, I'll say that I agree with you that we're playing a little bit wider. We're playing a little bit farther from each other. Um, we're not cu- quite as compact as we used to be. And I think that does negatively affect um, ultimately like the idea of energy drink soccer because um, if you play with a more compact shape and you have players all close and bu- bundled together, you're going to create more of those turnovers in, uh, further up the field because just sheer number of bodies. Um, but maybe we're not able to keep up that frenetic pace on account of the fact that we don't have a fucking defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder if... I, I do think we're still kind of potentially vulnerable to a team uh, 
honing in on Davis though. Yeah. Um, in this kind of thing, and I think. I mean, even on some of the the breakaways that RSL had, right? Yeah, and I think it, I think the I guess the the pressure valve last year for having our midfield kind of compact and and so uh, frenetic and up the field sometimes was that Long and. Parker. I mean, really, the entire back line would do a lot of emergency defending, which I don't think we see quite as much this game. I think, I think, you know, when RSL has these breaks that you talk about, that um, it's the the back four is still a little bit more in a block a, a little bit, and is still running back uh, onto their back foot rather than it being Parker and, and Long putting out a fire, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I mean, these are good. These are good complaints to have i mean they're much smaller than our complaints last week well i just feel like we can like talk about the game like in a tactical way that's like kind of refreshing for the first time mm-hmm. where it's not like we're just like just like so devastated or just like frustrated with why the team would go into a game trying to get a fucking handball in the box right <laughs> and we're actually talking like substantial tactics it's kind of refreshing we're talking players on the pitch yeah speaking of players on the pitch you want to talk about lineup i think this is chris Armas's first team lineup I mean, this yeah, this would be the this would be like this is it. in a way this is the conventional lineup, right? I mean, except for except long. for long. Yeah, so Tarek's in for long, and then but then we see Kemar and Amir. Finally, I mean, I swear to God, if Amir gets benched again, I mean, <laughs> like no, I mean, this is the last time we'll see both of them because you're going to international duty. Fuck, when does that start again? Now. Yeah. Kemar's already in camp. Gets, gets, That's why he complained. Right. Gets. We have say, one game like, of this. I understand if if you're trying to vouch for Armis, I could understand how it's a little bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Where like he played Maria last week and he looked, he was man of the match, and it seems it could seem unfair to criticize him for doing that. But when really the criticism is that Laid has been playing so much this season, but now he has he has to play Laid, I guess. Yeah, coming up. Um, but I mean, like here's the thing: like we finally have one game of what I would consider EDS, right? Energy drink soccer, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> relying on the fact that both Kemar and Amir had insane games. Yeah. Both that, of them. That's not going to happen for like a, a month. Yeah. And Rizzo, We rely on full, like every single team that plays this style relies, or like in the system, right? If, if, if sure. we still believe um, that, which I think we might have a little bit of renewed faith, faith in, but the... Fullbacks are so key to how we play, and now we lose both of our starters. And despite, like, there's been so many other problems we've been having with the whole season yeah. so far. There's so many games that they could have played already for us. I just feel like we haven't, we, we haven't criticized Hamlet enough for finding adequate replacements for Kamar Lawrence for, for these guys. Yeah. But even, even like baseline improvements. Because we're still playing with Connor Laid as as our as our utility. Well, depth is that player. the issue over um, maybe Chris Armis feeling like he's under pressure not playing someone else who might have well, potential upside? Well, no, I think that I mean, like you're gonna run into situations where players get hurt. I mean, this is like part of the problem we had last year, and we're gonna have situations where players go on international duty, but we don't have we still don't are, have a left. We back. don't have a left yeah, back. We we're don't. still using Connor Laid, and like because there's been so many other things to criticize this year, I don't think we focused all that much on like the inadequacy of, of, of getting that replacement. Thing. Yeah. Right. Which is funny because like the and rest of our pay squad, the price over the next few weeks, right? The rest of our squad building is like very well set. Though. Yeah. Yeah. There's yep, evidence. Totally. There's well, except I guess defensive midfield. Oh, right. I mean, but I mean, we have like players coming up for that. Sure. There's reason to think that Armist considers laid as just an out and out platoon defender. Um, 
But then him, the the whole laid it right back, Duncan at left back situation. <laughs> Vancouver also <laughs> is really <laughs> remains a thinker as well because it really, really, who is the backup left back? I don't know. But yes, it does seem like this is our starting lineup, um, which we won't have for a while. Rizza and Davis, though, I think work a little bit better. I mean, again, I think Rizza is put in a better position. I mean, I think that that position where he assists Maria from is one of his better spots on the field. And I think about it like that's one where one of his assists again in the Atlanta game last year was yeah. in the league. That's one. That's a good spot for him to find himself in where he's more of a shuttle and more of a link up guy who he often will transition the play from like uh, the, the winger and Mario usually do some sort of uh, interchange on the right. And then if it gets stale, they'll often shuttle it to Riza, who's pretty good at, at shuttle at, mm-hmm. at transitioning either to the rest of the field or re- doing it again. And I think that's a good spot for him to be instead of this weird central position that he'd been asked to fill a couple weeks earlier or a deeper position where he's not really a sole right. defensive midfielder. Yeah. I think that was much better. Um, Riz's defensive abilities are in the counter press, not in like winning yeah. it back. Yep. Yeah. So totally. that was better. Um, you know, Royer, of course, I think, you know, had a good game, scored a goal. Uh, that, that second goal that we scored, his goal is, I think, a, a prototypical Royer goal um, or an archetypal Royer goal. The, um, well, he only needs like, he needs like nine goals. To become the fourth all-time goal scorer for this club, he's he's getting up there, which is a weird one. He's he could like catch up with Thierry Henry if he has another. I think season. Henry, yeah, if he has another season, which I, I mean, that's a discussion I think to have later. Yeah, not this week, but like I, I'd be skeptical if he has a full other season. But yeah, he could, but he could get up to like four, I think, this season alone. <laughs> uh, we. See, of course, Kaku playing in the center, which, thank God, mm. maybe it won't work quite as well against another opponent, but thank God. CCG is on the bench, which I think still kind of remains a disappointment for me. I think it's... Uh, yep, agreed. Did I he don't come know. on? <clears throat> I can't uh, remember. When's the last time he played for the first team? Um, I mean, not that Down. long ago. He played against Vancouver, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I've been vouching for CCJ a lot on here but you know like vancouver he didn't really fill me with a lot of he didn't play great against uh vancouver what's his what's, no his, what's really his assignment though i feel like it changes, it changes every yeah, week that's just yeah. that's unfair to to i guess for really any young player well yeah. I, I think it's unfair for us to assess this. like the problem well, so far is against cincinnati i'm sorry uh, well, like, maybe both i don't know well the problem so far is just generally been that we can't make a fair assessment of this team right. at all at any point i guess as you and as you said sam it's like this feels much more this feels this does feel less zone in that respect that we can we can feel can a little actually talk about more we can make a little bit more of a judgment but um yeah we see Muil play as well i feel like Muil has a more standard game not bad but yeah. i don't know quiet uh I think my my gripe with the starting lineup. I think he was quiet. I think he created a lot of chances that people um, will obviously. I have to say this. uh, Will have right, 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 right. No, but like I, I I do think that like there there are a couple chances where he like gets the ball, he gets into the box that were very good. Um, He he does that. Got to highlight that. He he gets into the box. Well, I mean, like he gets into the. I mean, that's the issue with Alex Wheel, as I've said before, is that he's like too good at positioning, so he always fucks it up and then looks worse than he is. 
he'll get into a semi-dangerous position and then kind of stumble. Right, he's too he'll good stumble. to be sucky. Yeah. Like, it's 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 frustrating. Anyway, go on, Brett. Okay. I think Omir, I mean, obviously he scores the goal, but I think continues to look good enough that he, I think, should be on the field until there's a reason not to play. Who does he start over in the, in this 11? I think he starts over... Alex or Danny. Yeah, one of the two. I think it's got to be Alex. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. Danny scores goals. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. Even if you know who else scores goals? Omir Fernandez. Yeah. So have them both in the field. Well, you just I mean, need I think, one goal scorer. I think if... I mean, Armis seems to be into... You don't need just ro- Rotating or platooning that overrated. position. I just think that the, pre- the he can do that. I think with this group of people. I mean, this is what we were saying in February as well. It's, right? it's like, oh my god, look at our winger depth. I think. Well, he's I just kind of like doing that, but to a frustrating extent so far. Right. I think Omir deserves to be the presumptive starter, though, and then you rotate in Ivan or Muil or Royer. Yeah. I think like we really need to get. I mean, especially in this Gold Cup thing coming up, like I, I think we should get as many minutes of Omir real Marcus <laughs> maybe but uh <laughs> on the field at the same time against I, Philly I see more of that yeah I mean gotta yeah we started Amro against Orlando we got Apps against Philly it's gotta, gotta happen it. gotta this week but yeah solid game uh all around and uh you know of course it was one where I was feeling in the zone so I was like fuck it I'm not gonna go but um good news for everyone Brit's not coming to another game for two months. That's true. I guess I'll, yeah. So I'm, I, as I mentioned, I left my job and I'm, I'm starting school in the fall. I mean, it's in New York, so I'll be back eventually, but I'm traveling until then. So, uh, last week when we had Coracon, I think that was a, a sneak peek of, of what's to come. I think really a screen test. Yeah. That he's going to come on and, and pinch in for me. I think I might call in every once in a while, but no promises, uh, I will be out of the office, away from email. If there's an emergency, please email uh, Anabaga from, from <laughs> um, my lawyer and my accountant Esquire. and my agent. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, and my account. More more um, zone discussion is coming. Uh, so yeah, that, that's the extra dollop on top is that it was, it would have been my last game, but Hey, the, the heart wants what the heart wants and it gets owned as is appropriate. What? You're but, not going to Philly this weekend? Uh, no, <laughs> at that point I will like be moving my entire apartment in like two days and I'll probably be like low key panicking about it. So you've, you've never, you've never been a fan of going to Philly anyway. So the Philly is, I don't know. The one I've never, the one that I've been the biggest hater of is New England. I've never made the That's New England true. trip. Um, it's not a, it sucks. Yeah. yeah. It just <laughs> trip fucking sucks. Yeah. Like I skipped it this year. Yeah. It's, this year's yeah. kind of glad you. Yeah. yeah. Cork will have horror stories from that. He did go. Yeah, he did. That. He went to the Olive Garden. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eat your heart out Hemingway. But, um, <laughs> Go, should we do Godist and Wotist? Return to Godist and Wotist? We haven't wow. done that in so long. Nah. Nah. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's give shout-outs. How about shout-outs? I don't want to rebrand it. Let's just kill it properly. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> we can rebrand it when Brit's dead. <laughs> fine. That's fine. I just wanted to talk about how good Kaku and Amir and Kamara were. <laughs> so you got your shout-outs. So yeah, there you go. go. Done. 
Should we talk about why we were, why at least I was particularly zoned and why I was feeling grumpy? Why were you MSU business? Why were you? Why were you mad at the MSU stuff? You, you Brit, made, it's ten dollars. Yeah, it's ten dollars. It's so close to New oh Jersey Transit. Parking will be free, it's and incredible. my money will go towards the troops. Things I love: parking <laughs> and giving money to the troops. Um, if you know anything about Brit. You should just buy him um, parking and troops, parking and troops, camouflage souvenirs and uh, car accessories. Those are things that Brit loves. Give me no, give me a fraudulent parking placard that's for the troops and blue, um, (laughs) and lets you park anywhere. Um, Just kidding. Anyone can make one of those because it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. But um, so the U.S. Open Cup game was announced fourth round against. New England. Uh, first off, let's give a, a perfunctory or, or obligatory boo to the regionalization thing. I mean, at least we're not playing City again immediately. Yeah. But in I guess New England, we usually play New England like a Next couple round. rounds in. Yeah. Right? Um, but you know, kind of lame now that like we're not even getting to play a lower league team this year. You know, we're already going to play New England twice. Who is who is in our like pool of four teams? It was New England City, us, and then City's playing North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. Okay. I don't know. North how Carolina. Did, how is North Carolina with us and not in DC's? But wasn't Louisville with us last year? That was Might like have been. Yeah, yeah, it's weird how they do that. DC's one always gets weird. Like they always try to give us, I guess, a, a, a lower league team with. Uh, so, the, so they take that from DC's region? I don't know. The Cosmos ex- exploding kind of did not serve as well. And I guess the, the Rhinos also went on hiatus. Are they back yet? If they are, I guess they lost. But I guess Motown didn't make it this yeah. far either. But anyway, um, my preference, of course, would be see more local teams. Um, I would you know, Rough prefer... Riders. I, <laughs> I would prefer some sort of, uh, like, I don't know, cost-sharing program that would help lower team, lower league teams with travel over this. But whatever, I understand that's not changing probably. Do you know where the Brooklyn Italians play their U.S. Open Cup games? I don't, but uh, one I'm block right over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, at I'm the LIU Athletic Field. I'm a Pan Cypriot Freedom Ultra, so I'm not interested in that. Wow. Probably have very strong uh, opinions. I think they technically play in like Westchester. The rest of the Mediterranean. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they play in. No, they play in, in the Queens, city. But yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, the New York Red Bulls management of this has decided to host this game at MSU, where the RB2s play, um, which is a departure from the Red Bull Arena era. I think I believe every other year that Red Bull Arena has been open, we've played our U.S. Open Cup games at Red Bull Arena, as it is our stadium, we own it, and don't have to lease it. I mean, uh, and yeah, it's our home stadium, so we play our home games there. Now MSU has been renovated, I guess, to pass muster um, for U.S. Open Cup, and now we've announced the game um, with the added thing that, uh, as opposed to previous years where this game would be included in your season ticket, Please reference the fine print that says that all U.S. Open games are including your season ticket if it only if it's at RBA, um, not if it's at MSU. So now, not only 
uh, have is the venue completely switched, but uh, you've been fine print bait and switched into um, paying ten dollars for a ticket, which hey, not a lot of money, but I think the issue is more just kind of the bait and switch. And, yeah, and the I mean, it's the way that they thing. communicated that, right? Because there's like a Twitter thread. I, th- I remember specifically being like, "Hey, I thought U.S. Open Cup games were included," and the response, the reply tweet was just a link to the the like whole legal backward, and oh, it just says boy. only at RBA, and that like felt extraordinarily tone deaf. Yeah, yeah, solid ratio on that tweet though. Yeah, I I, I appreciate the. Sports team ratios, one of the best. Yeah, the team uh, really putting in effort to create some content for us. But, um, yeah, not great. And I think, um, I guess, first off, logistical complaint as well for MSU is that it's a, it's a bummer because, like, one, it, it basically becomes impossible for us to go unless you have a car. Yes, New Jersey Transit technically goes to uh, MSU, and there is a station nearby. However, uh is not rush hour. It's not a um, frequent, like, uh, uh, every stop, every line station. How much is it, too? Do you know how much? I don't know it's how much. probably not cheap. Definitely, yeah, more. definitely, like, more than the subway. It'll be in addition bucks, to the subway. I'm so sure. you got to schlep all the way to Penn for Station trip, first, maybe, like which, that. for a lot of us, you know, us getting to Penn Station is already... 30 to 45 You got to go to fucking Penn Station, too. Uh, it, it takes, like, an hour and 45 minutes to get there. Yeah, total, yeah. Yeah. But if you know, if you live in, if you live uptown For or us, Queens too, it's like that short, either. Um, but um, gotta go to Penn Station first. Gotta take the train out there. But the kicker is that there is only tr- one train every hour at the time this is playing. So you gotta get out there. I don't know. You gotta get off work probably early. Gotta um, go and then. Match is scheduled for seven thirty. If it ends at nine thirty ish, that is a regular time. You either got to leave early or you're going to be waiting at MSU an entire hour for a train that takes you back into Penn Station. And then you got to take the train again to get home, turning probably into like a three hour ordeal. Yeah. You know what would have been nice? What? Is if they, like, if, if they did this, and first of all, if they included it in the season tickets mm-hmm. and they didn't charge an additional 10, I think that'd be. A good way to go about it, just on principle, or just but, like have have you claim tickets like we always sure do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'd be totally fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah, for CCL because like it's not going like, to sell. You're not anyway. going to be able to it's, eat it's at fine. most fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, is but also if they had a, if they had a bus that went like because what they yeah. used, what they used to do for like the Legends is, bus. Yeah, they had a Legends bus and go from you know you go to Legends, they, they, the bus would go right to the stadium. It's like fifteen dollars. Um, if they had if they brought the bus back. At, like included in the ticket for people in New York, I mean I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it'd be better. Yeah. I mean, like it very at least much they feels were, like at this. least they would try. But it just feels like they've kind of phoned it in, and I think it also yeah. just kind of like speaks more to the fact that they just like have stopped caring, at least for the next couple of years, about the New York City right. like actual fan base, and they haven't made that a top priority. I think pairing that with the transit problems, right. uh, and like it being kind of a down year for the league in general. And they just have just ignored that market largely, yeah. and they're focusing on Jersey. I mean, A, I feel like, I mean, this may or may not be your fault, Gordon, but, you know, communication has not been a priority at this club for a while now. Yeah. Um, B, the, like, 
it very much seems like so- someone just was like, hey, we're doing this. Now we got to like put it out there and make sure everyone knows. Yeah, it feels a little dismissive and contemptuous of like the hardcore support where it's like, hey, whatever. It's like, and I think my, my, you know, I think part of it, it feels a little weird to have to rely, like for the bus thing, it would feel a little weird to rely on like a specialty bus to get to your team's home game. But I think it would be better. Um, it's not even like it. They're like doing what the revs did I mean, as well that time where they played in Boston. Yeah, even a bus from RBA. Yeah, so, something like. But it's like not even like they're not even a taking gesture. it to right a different part of the metro or anything. Montclair's not really that far from RBA. It's just far more inconvenient for for a lot of us. You know, obviously, if we have season tickets to the Red Bulls and you live in the city or elsewhere in the metro, you have a routine down for going. Uh, you've already made that judgment. It's good for you. But, um, and I think, again, it's also the approach to it where, like, they were saying, like, oh, it's not that in- inconvenient. Like, you know, New Jersey Transit goes there. And it's not that um, they're wrong for, like, on the logistical details. It's mm-hmm. just, or, or, it's a little less thoughtful than it It's just be. like they clearly, I, I think, like, I don't think they're lying. I think they just clearly have no idea and are uninterested. And like actually knowing, like, have any of them taken that that no, line? Pro- I don't no, know. Right. Probably definitely not. not. It's just like, like everyone definitely drives. Like in whatever. This organization. Yeah. yeah, it was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, and and you know, the idea also, it's like, oh, well, it doesn't sell out anyway. It's like, yeah, a lot of matches don't sell out at Red Bull Arena, but like, is the it, it's a, again the assumption that like the small attendance at CCL and the Open Cup or even league games, like, it's just a given fact of nature that they have to put up with, where it's like, uh, you know, who cares, like, if you guys aren't even going to go to the game? We're going to make it even more difficult for the people who do go to go. Like, we're just already resigned to having a small crowd and it being a weird The worst thing. part about this is how much we talk about how we love going to those games. Yeah, that's true. Like, we've, we've talked, we've waxed poetic about empty rba and just like being surrounded i mean by it was our course. first game yeah, that fun. we went to into the south ward as well yeah i'd be interested on how many people it's a similar situation you kind of feel comfortable right, right? you're like oh it's like an interesting like More dry run experience. i know it's like a game where the south ward i think will try out new, uh, songs. new songs um now everyone will be relocated and all this stuff and you know you can cut operate and they do cut operation staff for the operate like the the whole money thing is it's is bullshit. ridiculous like well, they clearly have enough money like Red Bull is Red Bull Sporting is one of the is the wealthiest uh, I think sporting organization in the world. Sorry, but I don't know if you know this, but there is an event at Red Bull Arena that day. <laughs> oh, is there's that a lacrosse also? event. Oh, I take it back. I I, I will I will seed or yield all my complaints to the cross. This, this comes first. Yeah. <laughs> but also like, what about for the players? Like, why would we go play at what? MSC is a turf field, right? Yeah. 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 And, and we're going to yeah. have players out of their rhythm, out of their routine, not, suck not, turf. not at their, not, not at their actual like proper home. Um, like why, what does that say about how the club looks at the open cup? Yeah. And like, it's why? not even a sporting decision. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, the, like, like, not like, even a sporting like decision. yeah. Like, there's like so many complaints we have about like the fan experience, but also like from a player perspective, that's like, true. this, this kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, like if, how many know, times like, how, do we how make you, fun? How do you put, get on that right mindset? How many times do we game? make fun of NYCFC for being wanderers? Right. Banter is gone. The most important thing, the fan banter. They've taken our content. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. But yeah, it does, it does emanate small club energy small club shit 
very tragically the opposite of what Man. we began this year hoping just, for. Just very not. We to, should play in our own not stadium. coordinated, yeah. not prepared, not ready. Yeah, it's it's yeah, and just like and then at, then trying to cover it up afterwards with being like, oh, parking will be free, and we're gonna donate to like the vet like tickets program. I'm just like. You know, I've already said my piece on that, but like, mm. it's completely. I mean, combined with the other like stuff that you mentioned about inside the stadium, it's just kind of like this is not really for me. You know what they it, should say know? is Mike Labelle will not be there, and I might buy a ticket. Yeah. You Ooh. know, and so this is this <laughs> is another thing we haven't this, quite. Yeah, we've never talked, talked about this. this. Is that it? It was hard to notice, and similar to what Cork was saying last week about the zone, it's like it's small things that add up. Yeah, that it's hard to complain about the time, but there's been a noted shift in game day atmosphere at rba this year it started with like you know the the screens was like a new thing and like our first our first interaction with the big new screens at was ccl for me and Mm -hmm. i was was positive for me because one thing i noticed that they did that was kind of cool was that they put up the lineups and kept them there and kept them there and i was like oh that feels like really cool and like helpful and like it tracked who had like a yellow card and everything and it like felt really professional and like just like smart soccer and i was like oh it felt like kind of like major league in a way or yeah. like a big big thing turned out it's only for ccl turned out it was only for ccl they're actually going to put up weird fifa card things and, and like ads and like weird it's, it's always like yeah uh you know fun facts about like players and stuff and it's like you know tell me who's on the pitch yeah tell me who's on the pitch like are and we they always pick the worst fifa cards it's true it's always and it's always <laughs> like, for somebody who's like not playing it'll be like oh like you know uh it's the fourth game in a row. Chris Armas has played Connor Lade instead of Amir. Let's put Amir's card up there. You know, it's always something like that. That, but you know, that's that's obviously more of a joke complaint. But um, you know, the the there's the fan cams, which you know, at first I was like, kind of Whatever. like not for me. At but first. I will. It is it is getting more distracting. It does take your eyes off the pitch more than I expected, and it, it does kind of just contribute to the atmosphere being a little bit like. I don't know. Samuel and I are noted DJ Phil um, non-supporters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's just pre-match, though, right? He also does the half halftime thing. See, I don't care so much about that. Like, just having, I think having it's a DJ pre-match in-house. Well, I don't he, know, he he's the backup DJ for the Mike LaBelle show. Right. This is the thing that started the Atlanta match. Is that apparently now we have taken the step to like having an in-stadium MC, which I know like other sports have like an NYCSC has it because they just kind of copied everything the Yankees do which I am not a fan of no matter who it is I don't like anyone like yelling you know let's make some noise like before kickoff it was never needed but also like LaBelle like look (laughs) I don't want to like like LaBelle seems fine or whatever I don't think we would be like friends or anything but like he doesn't seem like bad or like malicious in a way that i want to like be mean to him but like i'm i'm uh, i'm gonna be mean to him but like he's he's clearly not like a screen or like stage talent like it's not it's not what he's good at gamer yeah he's a a fucking wait hold on hold hold on though like i'm gonna be mean to mike labelle here (laughs) are we not (laughs) no no but like what is he good at he's not even good at gaming is he? Does he? Ha- I assumed he had another game that he was actually good at. Maybe, like, like, like oh. I don't know, Overwatch. That's a game, right? Is he good at Fortnite? No, but he, is he lost good at Rocket, Rocket League. He lost at FIFA to Florian Velo and Vincent Bessacor, who both said they don't play video games. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dang. 
I mean, why does he have like a million followers? Presume two hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Same thing. I don't know. Are they just? Are they just? Uh, <laughs> irony follows. Like I think they're just like thirteen-year-olds who don't watch the New York Red Bulls or maybe aren't even close. I mean, to he the... had these before he was. No, that's the was, thing yeah. though. Like I don't. I don't think they're. I like, assumed he was good at a game to get those. They're just not even New York-based. Probably those followers. Right. Yeah, it's just. You know, I don't. I don't like the move to the in stadium MC period. No matter what, I think it's hokey. I mean, it especially doesn't make sense for soccer. For don't like the flamethrowers, to be honest. Don't like the flamethrowers. I don't like the like make some noise like signs yeah. that like flash up on like corner, corner kicks. kicks. Oh, like yeah. it, it's. It's not baseball. And look, I like like I go to baseball games and I like baseball games, but it's a fundamentally different sport. It's only ninety minutes long. And like think about like the some of the best games you've talked about in the time we've been doing the show. Like the Atlanta game, like LAFC. the best the LFC game. The best things that you feel about it is like the palpable focus from the crowd. The tension. Like the tension. Yeah. Every, your eyes are fixed. You know, somebody kicks the ball out for a clearance and everyone claps. Like, it's, it, it is a pure, it is a great soccer environment at yeah. Red Bull Arena. I mm-hmm. think it's one of the things that, first things I noticed when I went to a game in 2011 there, that you really, you know, for its, its deficiencies that sometimes for being a little bare and generic, there's an unmistakable yeah, sense of like, this is a building that was built for soccer. And it's one of the best things that Red Bull did for this organization. This building is building such a cathedral of soccer, as we call it. This is a sporting thing. I mean, like this might also like, I mean, not, not that it actually affects our, our games, but like, you know, we haven't been great at home this year either. It like yeah. coincides with that. And that it does. Sucks. Yeah. It, and it's like compared to, you know, like, like Gillette is like a, whatever, like thinking as a comparison, Gillette is a, fine generic stadium for like football but and then you know you've got like StubHub center like you know pizza hut park or whatever it's called now in dallas like i think the difference with those stadiums is that you know they're they're fine in in some respects when it comes to brick and mortar but they're clearly just kind of put together fields whereas like at rebel arena there is that hole that's greater than the sum of its parts where it's like somebody came in here and was like we're just gonna fucking build a soccer stadium the best we know how because they didn't know any other way to do it and that's what red bull did and that's being chipped away at this year and i think it's really disappointing yeah i mean i think people who like always design these things are like yeah we need to make the experience better for everyone in mind but you know like the reason you go to a soccer game um it's like yeah it's different than baseball you're not there to go eat and be happy there's not enough time like, yeah, you're not there to go eat. You're not there to go, like, be smiley minutes. and, like, chat with your friends the whole time. You're there to, like, watch these dudes run the shit out of this field and have multiple heart attacks and then, like, <laughs> have the the potential of, a ten, like, the release of tension. Like, that's what a soccer game's, like, that's what gets you addicted to it. Yeah. Like, there are no stoppages in play. Like, the clock does not stop. Like, and, and that's how you have to keep watching the game yourself. If the ball goes out of play, don't pan over to a fucking 12-year-old. Yeah, it's, it's, and oh. it's more distracting than I would have liked. And look, I know... It's not the World Cup. The it's other, not the fucking World Cup. Yeah. The oh, other, yeah. You know, there is this thing just saying, oh, it's just like kids dancing. It's just like, it, it's just fun. Like, no, sorry, no. <laughs> kids, stop having fun. You're no, not supposed wrong. to do that at soccer. <laughs> I'm sorry, at a certain point, like, wrong. You're tacky and I hate you. But, like... The um and look, I I would say I have complained on this show before about Red Bull Runa being like bare or sparse at times, 
But I, like to that extent, I I think I meant like yeah, really for did, the supporters. I meant not like, for, like literally like visually. Like yeah. I don't like that the seats are blue and that like the like there's just bare concrete. It, it's gotten less over time over, over since especially 2010. It's gotten less over time. But I, I I did mean like really just like visually. I don't like how like bare and generic it was in certain respects. I certainly don't want Mike LaBeau screaming make some noise before kickoff. Like the. One of the best things about Red Bull Arena is that the crowd and the environment there, when we play Atlanta, on its own turns up. And when we play City, on its own turns up. God, I, it's so much more special that way, too. Yeah. It's, it's just like, it, like, we can't, you can't manufacture it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, compared to, like, fucking NYCFC playing, you know, uh, like, clip, like, having, like, the Blue Man group go in and, like, play drums in there. <laughs> in the third rail or what's left of the third rail. It's like, we're, we're supposed to be the exact opposite of that. Like, how did you fuck this up? How did you fuck this up? Stop trying to win all of the JD power bullshit awards. Stop trying to win sky mall magazine sports business, you know, bronze tier honorary. Yeah. I'm honorary. Like, like fuck off with that shit. That thinking back about it, like JD power thing was like a terrible, terrible omen. Like, stop. Just stop. Get some help. Um, well, I mean, it's weird, right? Because it's like, when last year, it seemed like everything was getting better. That's, I think, the yeah. operative part. Getting, of, like, getting better? Like, Brisas. Like, the introduction of Brisas. Yeah, Brisas like, was like the right level of, like... Like incremental, but that's like yeah, a real yeah. local connection to something, <clears throat> right? At like the that's because like, like yeah, it was like oh, we don't just have like hot dog stand there anymore. We it's have like, an empanada stand, or it's like yeah, yeah. like it has a little bit of personality, has a little bit of connection. It's like added bonus bonus of being you know from incredibly Elizabeth. online, yeah. but same thing <laughs> from Elizabeth, incredibly online, <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever meets what you want. But um, yeah, that was like nice. But like, and that's not even what. Yeah, if if like yeah. if if you do it, like it should be part of like like Brisas in, ingrained themselves into the community immediately, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, at the same time, we like Brisas ingrained themselves into us like online idiots, which is you know I love it, which is how you do it. it like, but like, you know, but where's Yanmar with the shit posting? And you know what? I've I've considered mm. many times just buying a tractor, just saying fuck it, or getting some special surgery. But I'm not gonna buy a fucking scratch. I was thinking about that scratch off. That scratch off <laughs> thing is one of the more like stupid and fucked up giveaways. Now I think about it, because like I used to just laugh at it about like, oh, it's basically worthless. Like you're giving away a chance to win nothing that you, you basically won't win anything. But I think about like if you have a gambling addiction and you're just trying to go to a sports game and, and someone's like, giving. hey, guess what? Here's a scratch off. Like, argue, <laughs> like arguably, yeah. arguably, you know, not great. And also, you're not going to win shit because we're giving well, you a well, scratch Okay, okay. to be honest, gambling, um, people with gambling addictions and going to sports events are probably not going to be great in New Jersey for the foreseeable future. Yeah, gambling, anyway. yeah that's not great yeah. either. But, you know, anyway, fuck to New Jersey Lottery. Fuck to Bayer, especially, assholes. Um, and that Kiss Camp bullshit, yeah, which is... I think they finally stopped doing gone. that. gone. Yeah. Yeah, please, like, if you take... If anyone's listening to this, please, if you take anything away from it, please get rid of the Kiss Camp, because it's actually just uncomfortable and bad and and capital P problematic, so... And, yeah, and not only that, but, like, at the end, they do, like, this fake proposal, which threw me off the first time I saw it. Yeah. Stop. Mm. It's very... 
Why is Jeff Goldblum in yeah, it? Yeah, why are you why yeah, are using ruining like that? Jeff Goldblum too? Just fucking, you know, all the the fuck. All right. Well, it's okay. <laughs> Ralph is coming home to save us. It's true. Uh, we were wondering when it, when are we gonna find out about the RBG deep state? The RBG deep state is here. He's been announced. There's been a press conference in Leipzig that there's been a resolution to the power struggle there, which is that Ralph Ragnick, former sporting director and former co-head coach, I guess, with Jesse Marsh with Leipzig the last season, has stepped down from sporting director at Leipzig to become president of something. I don't know. He's been kind of kicked upstairs with the explicit mission of overseeing both Bragantino, the, the retooled Brazil club, and none other than New York Red Bulls, which is confirmed fucking Q is real. He's Bradley Carnell. And, uh, you know, if you catch yourself being like, I don't know, I want to really get into some just like conspiracy stuff, but like, I don't know what to do. Do I get really into like Mueller and like, you know, like resistance stuff? Or do I get into Q and like Infowars? Folks, we've got it figured out all in one fucking Rolf Ragnick and an RBG perfect solution uh how does this mean we read the ragnick report then well this is the thing the question is you know on the field it felt like we we exited the zone a little bit this week but why was that this is what they want you to know but we did not actually exit the zone this week we got deeper into it in the base conditions it's only the superstructure that was was exiting the zone a little bit the base conditions have entrenched themselves because now that ralph is technically on board that means any sort of change that we see at the level we can't it's impossible to say if it's ralph or if it's armis or if there's a work in progress so when we lose next and we can play you know kaku comes in at the 60th minute playing on the right and connor late is starting up top at you know central forward i'm just gonna be screaming that armis has not read the full ragnick report you know fernando did say that <laughs> when he first read uh, up from Metrofan TV, um, he said that the first um, thing he thought was about how Jesse benefited from his first couple months um, with Ragnick, like looking over him and stuff, and that this might be the same for Armis. The real reason that I'm leaving <laughs> New York, this is my why I'm leaving New York. I say it's uh, <laughs> for two months. Uh, it's that why well, I'm taking a vacation, Ralph, in order to hide from the devious Minslav. Um, in conjunction with his partner, Jesse Marsh, has scattered the secret to EDS, yes, on the back of the Declaration of Independence, but not only there, he scattered it across the entire country, and I have to go seek and find all of these pieces of the EDS puzzle to put them back together to bring back to either convert Chris Armis or watch him perish as Ralph gets resurrected as as the true king so you're just gonna go out and find a defensive midfielder i'm i'm just gonna go out and i'm gonna find everyone i can say i can say you know what the key to this is not actually defending but transitional moments (laughs) for every single thing you know if you think about yeah the movement as the attack yeah just being like looking at a canyon being like again transitional moments the water transitioning (laughs) um (laughs) But yeah, so are you optimistic about Ralph coming in and and seeming to 
resolve this rumored struggle with uh, Minslav? I think so because of the way that he talked about what his role would be here. Um, he said that he would still obviously maintain an advisory role for Leipzig um, and, and, you know, transitioning obviously into this huge structure. But he was, he was saying that he noticed um, that in seven years, what, that between Brazil and us, we've d- developed like three worthwhile players for Leipzig. Um, and that <clears throat> he would be expecting to develop, I guess, what I'm going to pin him on as saying Tyler Adams level talent every year, uh, which honestly, I'd be very happy with that if we developed yeah. a Tyler Adams every single year. So I will say I do understand some people's reservations about being just like a selling club. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, I do think that like it's a fact of the matter of like where we are in the global league, yeah. like football we're just hierarchy kinda, we're kind of owning it at yeah. this point it's but just, like it's kind of it's in your face a little more which right. i think is unsettling to a lot of people i do understand people being not great with like just being so upfront about it or like being so transparent about it yeah however um but you I know think, which like, is fine i don't think i don't think you need <clears throat> to like have a really deep or like uh extremely nuanced or well-read opinion on like red bull global like being on, I've, I don't think I watched a minute of Leipzig or Salzburg this year. I don't really have any interest in Leipzig or Salzburg. I don't think you have to know anything about them to be a good Red Bulls, a New York Red Bulls fan, to be honest. I think that's totally fine to not give a shit about them. The reason that I'm excited for Ralph to be here is that I think when it comes to winning winning and literal tactical football and, and developing a plan for organization, he's done a really great job at it. I think you know he's taken or he's overseen Salzburg basically becoming the, the you know, Bayern Munich of, of Austria. Leipzig has risen up the pyramid, you know, with a decent amount of spending uh, to being a Champions League club, what, two years in a row now? Mm-hmm. In the Bundesliga, finishing third this year um, and going up against some really heavy hitters and, and not sacrificing on the system that they you have. No, they were in Europa last year, I think. But I think it's because they finished third in, in their group, in their group, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I, I think they like made Champions League twice. a pretty bad year the year before. But you, no, I think it was the year before. That they okay, made they made Champions League, League twice. Well, though. they've made Europe every single year. Yeah. Or, yeah. All of the Bundesliga years. But suffice it to say, the reason I'm excited about Rolf is because I think Rolf extremely knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. So I think any sort of involvement that he has... Um, Will help. Will help, especially with my reservations about Armis so far this season. If Armis can get a little bit of guidance, I certainly will not complain. It's not because I like like RBG in the ab- abstract, though, and I think it's fair for people to, to find like yeah, the being super like explicit about development and sales to be a little off putting at times. But hmm. I mean, you- for me, I think it's it's like. You're saying that you don't have to like necessarily be in tune with RB Global or anything, but I do think that if, if you're a fan of this club, you should be in tune with where we are in this global like soccer position, as you were saying. But it's no different like, than we would be if we weren't part of RB Global, though. Like, right? Like, right. No. So like what we, I'm, we would still be this type of club if, that, like, if and I think right. What I'm saying yeah, is that, like, yeah, exactly. So I think that by understanding at least that. You know, at the end of the day, all of our best players are going to leave us, um, right? And they should if they have if they're like ambitious and strong players. Um, it's just that now that we have maybe a more explicit pipeline, there will be more attractive too. 
to, to players who guess. want to go up. Well, I th- I, partially. I mean, and also there's still value for the club. I mean, people are kind of scoffing at the Adams trade still. But, you know, yeah. in, in a few years, if he gets, if he gets fucking traded to, I don't know, anybody, another top-tier team. Liverpool? Like, yeah, like Liverpool. Right. And you get sold for $60 million and we take a 33% kickback on yeah. that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I feel like we're it's still a really good transaction. Right. Um, and if we have one of those a year, imagine how much money goes back into our academy. Yeah. And it's that mutually beneficial system right. that we, in relationship, we build with, with a very explicit club. Right. Would you say it's an infinite game? <laughs> Peaches, I, mean, I think to your point earlier as well, like Red Bull, not only Red Bull New York, but Red Bull across the board has never quite shown an interest in PR, I think, in a, in a way. I think Red Bull definitely has bad PR, especially in comparison to like, you know, things like the City Football Group. I mean, part of the thing that's so frustrating about City Football Group is how good of PR they have. People yeah. just eat out of their hand. <laughs> and I think there's an imbe- like the result of that doesn't have to be like, oh, Red Bull is completely innocent. I think there's some realism to be taken, but be like, why does Red Bull have such brutally bad PR? They could have, that didn't, doesn't have to be quite this bad, you know? And I, I do think that, you know, I do understand on paper and I vouched for it before on here, how like the Adams trade, like to a certain extent, money is fake, right? The, yeah. Like how much, how much money that RB Leipzig gives us to us on paper for Adams doesn't really matter when they're footing the bill for the Academy. It's all kind of just arbitrary. However, I don't think it's insane for, you know, a generic fan to be a little bit more excited about like, you know, Zach Steffen being sold to Manchester city than Tyler Adams being called up to Leipzig for like a $2 million fee. I think there's like that, the, 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 you know, instincts at play there like make sense to me even though without a doubt i can tell you tyler adams getting going to leipzig is a hundred percent a better transfer to the player and you know u.s soccer if you care about that than stefan going to man city man city you know he's already loaned or even you know miaz get a chelsea for that matter yeah you know like like adams is like a hundred percent the better transfer for like real practical reasons. However, I understand how like, you know, you're the casual or not so casual fan can be like, I think it sounds cooler or sounds better and sits better with me that, you know, I can say my club who is named its own thing has its own thing. It sold it to a separate club yeah, rather sure. than, you know, Adams getting hoovered up. I, yeah. So to that extent, I, I guess my PR gripes extend to global as well. They don't have to be quite so bad at this. It does just seem like Red Bull is hostile to soccer fans, doesn't it? I mean, I think that they did. I think when they started out, they didn't quite know what they're doing on that front. Because, like, you know, starting out in like racing and like other extreme sports and more, you know, individual things, it's like for racing, the name of your brand is your team name. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't think they really understood how unpopular it would be to rename clubs entirely and they kind of expected people get over it. And it's interesting with this Bragantino purchase in Brazil, it appears they may slowly phase in to being Red Bull Bragantino. I think so. Yeah. But at least in the short term, they're basically just calling it Bragantino and having Red Bull as the sponsor and just being the back end operator. I think they need a season to register it though. Yeah. I mean, I, this makes me think slightly that if they could do it over again, they wouldn't bother with all of like the, the bad PR they got for being called fucking Red Bull Leipzig. Cause I mean, as we've, as we've talked before, or I guess Salzburg was the more contentious one because Leipzig was really not like an existing club, 
But like locomotive. We've, we've talked about this before that like they're not really selling Red Bull a drink. Like that's why like the Red Bull soda taunts kind of fall flat on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. They're selling Red Bull the brand. Speaking of which, this is something that Philadelphia is extremely obsessed with talking about us when they talk shit about us. They, uh, along with City and I, f- I feel like New England, they like doing the thing where they like crash or, or crunch Red Bull cans outside Red Bull Arena and everyone's like, fine, whatever. That's, it's just like some, yeah, corny city Philly yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Especially. Wow, that was a good uh, transitional moment. Well, I saw the clock and needed to. Needed to <laughs> but um, yeah, it's funny because especially since like I think a solid 60% of the the fan base attending RBI on a given day probably like doesn't Care. think that great about yeah. Red Bull in the first place. Probably like, yeah, dude, crash that. Sure, crash that yeah. Can. Philadelphia is uh, coming in. We're going to Philadelphia this weekend. Um, Philadelphia is, I think, what, atop a the Eastern Conference right now? Something yeah, close. Yeah, they are. Flip, 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 Philadelphia. We are in a weird year of MLS. Um I mean, yeah. how many games have City played so far? Like 13. City have somehow only played 13 games, which is insane. But we're, yeah. I think we're still ahead of them points per game, though. Are City RBNYing this season where they're like just woefully have games in hand? They don't even have a reason. Yeah. But they're not, they, don't, they don't look that good. So, but yes, Philly has 16 games played, one more than us. They are 8 4 and 4 with a goal differential of 10. We, in comparison, are in fourth place. With 15 games played, seven, three, and five. But what a painful five losses those are, and the draws too. Really, I guess only one of those. Especially draws given our schedule. I know, God. So and our home schedule. How many of those games are at home? So many. Fuck. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia has kind of just been keeping it together. Um, their latest game was a win over Minnesota, three-two. Something that we couldn't do, but they did draw Colorado, one-one lose to Portland, and then draw um, Seattle 0-0. So their, their form is not on fire. Oh, they They've, lost to Portland at home. Yeah. That's weird. And I'm sorry, but, but you know, drawing uh, Colorado 1-1, also oh. not a great result. And oh. that was at home, too. Also beating their last three wins are Toronto, New England, and FC Cincinnati, all of which are extremely mediocre or disastrous. I can't tell if Toronto are good or not. They're not. Okay. I don't think so. Well, they just got Omar Gonzalez. Th- their defense is a mess. And so maybe Omar Gonzalez helps, but maybe he makes things worse. Who knows? How have we played FC Cincinnati twice and we haven't played Toronto yet? Yeah, it is really fucked up. Like, oh. the, the, that's, I know scheduling is hard, but the one thing you should be able to do is split the schedule. Do they half. still do manual scheduling in MLS? What do you mean manual? You know how like in NBA they used to like have paper and pen and they switched to automatic one year and just became drastically better? Oh, I don't know. I, I would have assumed that they would have used a computer program. Well, well, apparently, like, some leaks didn't. So I was, well, you know. Well, um, yeah, Philly uh, are doing okay. I mean, they're, they're still buoyed by their, um, I guess, sophomore defenders um, in, in the back with Trusty and uh, what's the other guy's name? I don't know. I'll think of it. But, um they lost Corey Burke to visa issues apparently this year, which is a very us thing for them to do. Wow, this really is weird. We're we're, we're not we're not zoning right now. Yeah, we're talking about the other team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoa, that is weird. It's been so long. Reunion with Aurelian Collin, who's back in the squad after the failed um, 
coup attempt Listen, in Venezuela. We'll start at <laughs> we'll, we'll start apps if they start calling. Ooh, showdown. Yeah. yeah, does Marcus Epps finally get a minute here? No, I guess he has played this season. Yeah, he has. Weird. He has. He's played a couple a couple games. Yeah, but so, he's also been like playing on the twos. This raises a good point though. Philadelphia's boring to talk about. Let's talk about our squad. Um, <laughs> Amir and Kemar are out. I guess. Yeah. Is Duncan gonna be back? He was only out this week. So, uh, does he play right back God or left he back? Plays right back. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> even not. Armis like knew he was just so really wrong not. after the half. Yeah. He switched. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, Duncan being away will be a better headspace for him because it just or, feels like. Somebody... Or will Chris hear all of our, our our cries and start Duncan and Buckmaster? <sighs> Duncan on left. Know. Edgardo Rito. I don't know. I don't know. If it was Buckmaster, but. Um, hey, hey, Buckmaster was on the 18 in the CCL I, I game for don't, us. I don't, I'm hesitant no, about Rito, anyone who sounds Rito's like he could be a golfer, you know? Reese Buckmaster? Yeah. Nice. I, I really want his um, military appreciation night shirt so I could, like, burn it and say death to America. I need like, to see Reese Buckmaster, Buckmaster get a, an ACAB tattoo before I can trust him. Like I got burnt once on Neilis's Long Island, <laughs> Long Island Irish flag tattoo. Like, look, I, I, you know, that's another thing that the standards have really dropped. <laughs> so, no, you know what? Maybe the standards have always been low, if we're being honest. But um, hey, our shitbag sons have shifted to Long Island energy. Don't know how uh, I feel about that. Yeah. Well, Muel's still in the squad. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming Tarek and Parker still play as long as with the national team yeah. now. I do think that's just genuinely bad timing. Um, oh, I don't know, Britt. This season, the way it's been going, BWP, we, we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, Davis uh, and Riza and Kaku, I expect to all be the same. Omir. I would hope to see Omir in place of who, though? Royer? No, I don't I probably think so. Won't be. And I'm guessing Barlow will no, start. Th- Will needs a start here. Like He hasn't really been playing. I don't think he's deserved eh. not to play. But it's really only the fullback or the back line that yeah, is going to no, change, isn't it? No, if I'm being it? honest, I'd play Omir and Royer. Uh, I'd start Wheel. I mean, I, I feel like you, you you have to say that. Well, I mean, like, Royer's actually played a lot, though, this season. He deserves a break, too. Sure, but he has a full week, though. If we, if, yeah, he's got a whole week. I mean, this we're is not like... We're a team that prides itself in having stamina. Yeah. I mean, Do like... Do you think... How has Wheel not been the guy rotated in and out through all of this, though? He has, though. He has. Kind he of. Has. Been, a little bit. But he like, didn't... He, he looked pre, like, pretty bad for Who's played more minutes games. this season? Connor Laid or Alex Wheel? Probably Laid. Mm. We don't have a nifty table to know. look that up right now. But um, what do you think? Do you think about... Do you think Andy Ivan could play as a striker? No, I mean, like, let's just keep our strikers as our strikers right now. I know, it's kind of a separate question. Do you think he could? I mean, I think... Do you think Omir could? Yes. I think Omir could do anything. Omir Omir could play play goalkeeper there. Um, I think that Ivan can play that Royer role as a secondary striker. Okay. Not as a lone striker. Okay. I do assume we'll see Barlow (laughs) just as every We didn't switch this week. Oh, we didn't? No, we kept light. All right. Okay. Although, I kind of do want to see... The two forward pairing at some point. Okay. You know? So not, not this game. Forward. Not this game. Yeah, well, maybe not this game, but like, like I, don't, I don't know. There's no need for it. I not in the away game, yeah. Since you're at center forward and you mentioned we've not talked about BWP yet, there are the rumors out there. Um, 
that a trade might be considered. I don't want to give too much time to it because part of me just wants to worry about it if it ever happens. Yeah, like who's the source here? Like what? Who tweeted? Sounds like this? some like... severe game of telephone, which makes me un- also question the motives of, of of why why did this person start right. also, this telephone game? Also, this wow. Room- wow. For once, this rumor got all the way to us too. Right before. And and part of it's that BWP hasn't been injured this season. I think that's the the messiest part of that. It's been held out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I will say that I I do think it'd be terrible. It would make no sense for a sporting decision because you're not going to get anything for him. I think it would be substantially different than Sasha and Dax and even Felipe, if you want to throw that in, or Sam. All of whom were done in the off season. All done in the off except season. for Sam. I don't think you know we have a DP spot open as some people will not be quiet about, you know, we have cap room. I don't think we're going to be adding anyone immediately. You know, Barlow and white as a platoon is working fine. BWP is not going to get us a bunch of allocation money that we need. Anyway, we have roster spots. We have other fat on the roster that we can slip. And I would retired his number. I would be shocked if BWP wants to move for like half a season for playing minutes for playing minutes after the age of 35. He talks so much about how nice it is to have a, a club where he feels like he's at home. His kids and his you know whole family is here. You know, I would be, he started shocked. a streetwear brand. I would be, yeah. Like <laughs> two nines very much reads as like a, 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 a transition local, retirement yeah. project. Um, I would be shocked if it's, a, and I think, yeah, if, I, don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. If it's a, I could see it as like a pale imitation of just being like, Oh, well, what did they do in previous years that worked better? Oh, Jesse traded the captain. Well, I like Robles cause he likes motivational speeches too. So let me, let me, let me trade Brad instead. I could see it in that way, but it's just, it just, I don't. Right. Like Robles we can get money for, I think. Well, that's again, I think the, the time would have been in the off season. Yeah. Yep. There, I mean, on, on it, I mean, I've talked so much shit about Robles this season, but even then, I, I still wouldn't trade him now. Like, I, you know, I would just bench him for the rest of the season. There. <laughs> but, um, you know, it looks like it looks like other players have taken. He's had a the, couple of good, decent games, though. Yeah, I think it looks other t- players have complimented or supplemented rather the leadership we, situation. We just got to see what happens to Brad over the next several weeks. We just yeah. need to make Alex Mueller the captain, but. Um, I will freak out if this actually happens and I, and you know, maybe I can explain in more detail why I think it's different than Dax and, um, you know, Dax gets up there with, with being traded on the, save it for your calling if it actually happens. That's true. I'll scream into the voicemail for it. But, um, all right. Away at Philadelphia this weekend. We're doing predictions. You know, it's, it's the, the, the literal prediction is not ever really the point, you know? But prognosis. It's like the energy. What's the energy going into this yeah. game? See, I think we're, 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 we're in really good form. We're we're actually just we're a, like ridiculously good form. <laughs> yeah. What are we? Six, <laughs> six, one, and one. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think what's gonna happen is that, like, just on the sheer occasion of it being away, uh, Chris is gonna shy back a little bit, and it's gonna be like a weird game. No. Ends up as a one nil win. No, we're a road team now. Don't, don't That's you a know? one nil win. We've been scrapping away one nil wins on the road all season. That no, we're gonna we're gonna score at least a couple goals. So like a three two win. <laughs> yeah, why not? Omir is gonna score two goals late. I'm feeling more. I'm gonna feel. I'm feeling more Cincinnati energy for this one, where where, like yeah, I feel like 
I feel like Armis is going to go out there with the intent of playing kind of conservative, and then he's going to make a couple subs who just like ball the fuck out and ignore him, <laughs> and then they're just going to win. He's going to be like, yeah, I totally meant that. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely what the plan was, was to ball the fuck out. You know what? You're right, because I, I feel like I'm playing myself a little bit here, because we're not going to have either of our fullbacks. Yep. And mm-hmm. we're just going to be kind of bad again. Also... I just like now that I've watched a couple games on MSG, Shep with the with the the energy about him, um, man. Specifically on, um, I just lost myself. <laughs> okay, that seems like a great point to stop. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. What, I, no, the, what, what were we talking about right before this? We're talking about ending the show. No, 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 no. no right before this, <laughs> there's something specific that I want to bring yeah. Fullbacks. No, no, right before that. Two goals by Omir. Oh, Shep constantly oh, praises. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because Shep constantly has... Assumed you knew... Okay. Anyway. Well, I mean, like, okay. So, so Shep messing on MSG constantly has been praising... Uh, I mean, also Steve Cangelosi. Please just finish this thought before you lose it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got it now. Both of them have been praising Chris Armas for his substitution tactics, mm. which I think it's... A little short-sighted to think of it that way. I think it's a little reductive to think of it that way because, in my opinion, all these players should be starting. Yeah. I mean, I think you should play an, an oldie classic for the real ones and Seven Jurgensen for a midfielder again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The real ones will know. <laughs> cool. Should we wrap it there? All right. I, I wish you guys good fortune as you delve deeper and deeper into the zone over the next two months but i'll try to i'll try to chime in i have to go return some video tapes to my lawyer accountant agent in uh in texas so, <laughs> see you on the flip side first day market now they hopping all on the way because they see me popping. big big large pockets they start flocking here's what i say when the ass keep knocking my daddy said trust no man but your brothers and never leave your track bring it back what it do see ricky said never let nobody get the one up on you if they run up on you hit them with a one two or a bitch slap leave the cold to sack your brothers gonna have your back regardless and stick with your day one homies that was here before you started and fear no man but the man above your head pray before you go to bed every day my mama's here first day market now they hopping all on the way because they see me popping big big large pockets they start flocking what I say when the ass keep knocking. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hope, use a rubber. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no hope, use a rubber. Hey, your mama ain't shit, your daddy ain't shit, and I've been making way. Nostalgic. That was back in Kara City, yeah, when I was just a jit With the all-black faded dicky with the Raider fit That was it, we was lit, y'all wasn't even shit, yeah We was 3-6, Wu-Tang mixed with Dipset Ricky used to take me to my first shows ever Where only dropped jewels way before they dropped Jetta First day market, now they hopping All on the way cause they see me popping Big, big, large pockets, they start flocking Here's what I say 